Hey everyone. So I've got my man here today, Corey Boutwell. And yeah, Corey and I met backstage, right? It was 2019 when we were both competing and we were both drinking. The first time we met, I think we were both drinking wine together when we backstage. (laughs) (laughs) We're having a wine, having a wine and a good time, mate. Definitely, mate. Definitely. No, but that was uh, 2019. That was the last time I competed and you're competing uh, next month, right? Yep. <laughs> awesome, man. Awesome. How how you feeling, mate? Yeah, not too bad. Like into the into the crux of it now. It's sort of come on real quick. I'm like, oh, I'm feeling pretty good. And then like a week and a half ago, I was like, oh God, I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what happened to me. It's strange you say that, man, because I remember two weeks out, the last combo I did was the smoothest one ever. But two, and I thought this is too good to be true, you know. Two weeks out, that two weeks felt like two years, bro. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Going so long. I've been done the cardio at the moment. Like I've upped the cardio, so now I'm like actually on the treadmills and and stuff. Like trying to get like, get steps up more quickly. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'll just get on the the treadmill for thirty minutes. Dude, it felt like three years. Like yesterday, I went on. And I was on there, and I was like looking every minute, and I was like, oh no, there's fifteen more minutes to go. <laughs> so, hey, what have you uh, what have you learned about yourself so far during this prep? Is there anything in particular that new that you've learned so far? I know you're going to learn more as you get close to the date now, but just just curious. I think it's just balancing, like, you know what I mean? Like the, it's just committing, what, what, balancing life and committing to the process. I was like, cool. If I just commit to this process, we will get results. And for me, it's sort of like, because life is insane running like um, a good business and, you know, you know, really, cause like my business, we help like high performing men achieve their purpose or, you know, get to that next stage in life. We help them really like overcome themselves and, um, take a next level up, um, and so that's like a massive mission. So trying to balance that and competing all at the same time has just been crazy, but like it just works in, mm. in this way. It's like if you've got a plan, you follow it and you'll get results mm. and sort of understanding at the same time, okay, like one thing that I preach is, you know, your health is the best foundation that you can have in order to really upgrade your mind and put yourself in the best energy and mood to move forward. And every time I'm sticking to the plan and sticking to the diet and I crush that, it just compounds everything else. And every time that I don't or something misses, it's like, oh no. And reiterating as well, one thing is just like how important sleep is. Um, Cause I've been, I'll usually work now till like, I have a real good time. I, best time of my life actually working till 6 30 to 7 i used to be in bed at 6 30 to 7 not going to sleep but chilling in bed for like an hour or two now like leading into prep stuff i'm like how can i condense my work <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah yeah so in a sense then it's making you even more productive right and that is something which is so important right it's something i'm honing in on now that productivity thing right because really you know with people like me and you obviously we're high performing entrepreneurs right and we're actually helping people on the front line right impacting and changing lives and really working with people right and helping people make fundamentally reinvent themselves right with what we're doing so you have to show up your best um you're not always going to be at your best don't get me wrong but we we do our do our best to like fine-tune everything so we can show up at our best and with productivity just like allocating i feel like just setting you i think this is important for any project for anyone really and you can relate this to prep and fitness as well is having like a time span and setting a time limit for projects right so it's like even if it's like two for me it's like right 90 minutes is generally the sweet spot for me i'll set my timer literally 
I'll set myself an allocated time slot. Sometimes I'll go over, sometimes it won't, you know, be spot on. But having that kind of urgency, I find is is really helpful with productivity. Do you find that as well? Oh man, so much. I I think like I don't even set like timers or anything at the moment. I just put everything into my calendar, like yeah. everything into there. At the moment, it's like there's I love periods of time not having a calendar because I believe that creators need clear schedules. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> at the moment with everything happening, it's like I've got my cardio scheduled in, I've got eating time scheduled in, I've got meetings, I've got haircuts, I've got like, <laughs> time, like all of these things just put in and it's like, cool, if I just stick to this, then um, I'm going to be sweet. So yeah, I, I 100% feel that, man. And and I feel that with being fitter, being healthier and eating better foods and, and being leaner, um, as soon as I do start work, because I feel like my brain's just working better. It's interesting, mm-hmm. like, even like tracking my sleep on an O-ring, like my days are crazier than they've ever been, but my sleep's better than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I just feel like I'm more focused when I get to something. I sort of like play around a bit of time. It's like, I have to focus on like the most important thing. Otherwise stuff isn't going to work. So I'm just consistently asking the big questions as well. And I like that in terms of what's most important right now. What do I need to be prioritizing? Just running over that. So when to do start doing some work, it's like, cool. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Something that's leading to somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us a bit more then, Corey, about who you are and what you do, my man. Yeah, cool. So um, essentially what I do is I run a educational company, to be completely honest, uh, for men through like helping them create complete independence and discipline for themselves. And we do that through coaching, teaching, mentoring, and content-based learning. And probably the most amazing thing that we've created is a a community. Like we just have this awesome community and it's just like like-minded people just get attracted to us who want the same message. Everyone's just coming in, they're connecting, they're networking, they're learning all the tip, tools and the skills that we teach them. Then they're taking it another level, applying it to themselves and holding each other accountable to make sure that they do it and get it done. I find that every sort of man knows, and I'm sure you would know this too, man, is like, what you most want to do and then because you feel it but the scary part is doing it and i'll get people all the time that'll come on the programs and do something or get close to jumping on the programs and it's like cool we're going to get you this result and like you'll have it like for sure like we just see it happen all the time and then people will make up any sort of excuse not to because they're scared that once they actually do make the decision they do lean in and they do have to change everything's going to change. They're going to change. And that's scarier than where they're at now because then they have to like leave their comfort zone. The siren songs, singing baby. Time to get out. <laughs> Self-belief. Yeah. Bro, you hit the nail on the head there, self-belief, right? And I've noticed that with my community, having like-minded people together who are growth-minded and are getting pushed as well, right? Because obviously you're seeing people who are doing really well, right? I'm sure the guys come into your group, they're like, damn, this guy's killing it, you know? And you can either look at that as fuel and inspiration, or you can compare yourself and make yourself feel like shit, right? So let's talk about that, about limiting beliefs, man, because you touched on that then. And we tell ourselves a story, right? And people need to really realize this. For example, if we can use health and fitness and willpower with food, for example, right? There's research to show, right? People who tell themselves, you know, people who say, I have no willpower. Oh, I can't control myself around those cookies. I have no willpower. Guess what happens? Their path in life actually takes that route of having no willpower, 
most likely gaining weight because they're basically telling themselves that story and that's etching into their subconscious, right? So you you must see that a lot in terms of limiting beliefs, right? When guys first come in and then obviously you're breaking down those barriers and helping them realize what's possible. Oh, 100%. I think you hit the nail on the head there in terms of, you know, using health and fitness is like, a great testing ground to understand your mind and create the willpower. That's one of the reasons that I got into philosophy and psychology and um, helping people through personal development was within the fitness journey. I, I didn't want to be a PT when I first started. I wanted to have the health and fitness space specifically for myself. I was like, I cherish this and I love this. Um, I'm happy to help all my friends and stuff, but I don't really want to go anywhere else because like I love it. And that's why I love you know, chatting to people like, like you are also obsessed with it um, because I sort of don't have that connection anywhere else as much as I do love it. It's like, well, it is for me, but I do like talking with it with other people. But health and fitness, I believe that, you know, testing your own willpower, learning grit, learning discipline is just all there. And it's just a reflection in the mirror. The How you look and how you act and how you do and how much money you have and all the rest of those is just a result of all of the daily habits and routines that and beliefs that you have for yourself. And you can see someone who's like, Sloppy, really sloppy with their diet, are probably going to be sloppy somewhere else. Um, or someone who's sloppy with whatever it is is probably going to be. You know? Yeah, I love that. I love that because I love the quote, you know, how you do anything is how you do everything. Yeah. I'm a firm believer of that. You know what I mean? It's like if you're not showing up day to day, you're not being consistent with certain things in terms of, let's say, taking care of yourself, making yourself care, number one, that does bleed over into other areas of your life, right? That's a fact. And just what you said then as well, I thought of something. It's like, you know, basically anyone who's listening, where you're at now in life, for better or for worse, is basically the byproduct of your actions over, say, the last year, your daily decisions, daily habits, daily actions. And where you'll be a year from now is the byproduct of what you're going to decide to do today and the next day and what habits and what things you're going to implement in terms of, you know, and that's going to determine your future, right, bro? 100%. And I think another point that's like really important to mention on is will and will and will willpower is, it goes pretty deep um, in terms of philosophy. I know like Frederick Nietzsche talks a lot about it. He has a book called Will to Power and he believes that, you know, uh, the man who overcomes himself does it with will. Will is the most important thing that we have and to really overcome ourselves and to move forward, will is what we want to focus on. So learning will is quite different uh difficult uh for example if someone who wants to you know eat really well but for some reason can't do it and they go oh i've got no willpower to do it it's like well there are so many different you know parts of the human being that make that up like one is obviously cool the more energy you have the better you know the more willpower you're going to have so that comes with like if you're eating healthy and exercising right it's quite like um there's a bit of irony around there um However, it also comes in terms of who you believe you are, your past traumas, complete self-awareness that is being integral to your word, understanding where meaning comes for you in life, where you're getting love, where you're not getting enough love. Because biologically, like we know some of the studies that come out at the moment, I talked to Matt Legg about this. Matt Legg was uh, one of the old owners of ATP Science. And oh, he come- yeah, yeah. I love ATP. Yeah, dude, yeah. And he um he come on to one of my um podcasts and he talked about o- oxytocin and how it's the most, it's more anabolic than testosterone. Really? Love. Wow, that's news to me. The God hormone, yeah, or the commitment hormone. It, was, <laughs> yeah. it goes by many, it goes by many names, the oxytocin, doesn't it? <laughs> the God hormone. Name. The God hormone. Yeah, that's what um James oh. Altuca. You know James Altuca. I'm not sure if you've heard of him. Yeah, he, that's what he calls it. The God hormone, man. That's what oh, it is, though, dude. 
You know is. what I mean? And that sums it up, doesn't it? If it's giving yeah. you more, if it's making you more anabolic than test, that's a god hormone right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which comes yeah. from so then asking the questions. Well, where are you getting enough? You know, you know, um, love in your life, and do you understand how your own mind works, and do you understand your own shadow and what that looks like? Like, and then are you like, how's your ego show up with that? So every time you're reactive, or someone points out something to you that you don't like, or someone acts a way that you know sort of creates a negative emotion with inside you and then you blame something on someone else and don't take responsibility and can't look at yourself for it. It's like, well, all of those things are going to contribute to how much willpower you have. So you've got the physical, the mental, the spiritual, the psychological, the relationship. There's all these different things which are going to contribute to it. And obviously to move forward, it's to prioritize number one, what's the biggest, baddest thing at the moment, which is drawing you down the most and then taking a step forward. And I honestly believe, like, un- just having a brief understanding of that in terms of you know, mental health and people, you know, really being able to escalate themselves, in particular for men, is when you talk about those and you discuss them with people, which is what we you know we're doing in the communities and the groups and stuff, is when people get really clear on holy, because it's not like you can go and give someone like, okay, man, <clears throat> you want to learn willpower, whatever it is, here's the stuff. Do this and you'll figure it out, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You have to talk to people about it and you have to discuss because, you know, it's, you know, relationships are the mirror effect. So you have to be talking about you all the time, discussing about other people, learning what they think, learning how you think, learning who you are, learning who they are in all different ways and showing up with excellence in that meantime and trusting the process that eventually you'll get there and you'll know that it starts happening. Um, and the process is called the process of individuation. Is what it's called. And you know that happens when you start to see or you start to swallow all sorts of bitter truths. <laughs> yeah. About yourself. You're like, oh, maybe I have been lazy. Or maybe I have needed to take a break. Mm. Or maybe I have actually been rude to my partner or neglected them for something else. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's realizing all those little things and then swallowing them, taking responsibility and then taking a step forward. And when you do, you start to realize as soon as you're on that path, what you start to realize. Is that things that you need and desire or want just start to attract themselves to you, um, mm. the weirdest way, and it's it's so cool to see, and that's you know uh, synchronicity working at its finest. I love that man, yeah, because I've never really been a massive fan, if I'm honest, of things like the secret and stuff, right? I think it's a bit too woo woo, you know what I'm saying? But when it comes to you attracting the energy you're putting out, that's a hundred percent fact. When I look at what's happened in my life, you know what I'm saying, and where I'm at now, and some of the stuff that's even happened over the last year. Like, honestly, what you put out there is 100% what you will attract from the universe, right? And what, what you were talking about then, bro, is uh, ownership, right? So taking ownership is empowering, right, mate? I know it's painful. Like you say, like some truce is painful, taking ownership. But the thing is, if you do play, because there's two, there's two basically states of mind, right? You can play the victim, like you said earlier, blame everyone else, blame your circumstances, blame whatever else. Or take ownership yourself and go, right, okay, whatever happened, I'm going to take ownership for the position I'm in and I'm in control. It's empowering to know that you can actually make changes, right, mates? And you mentioned you mentioned meaning as well, right? So taking ownership and having meaning. Obviously, do you feel like this day and age, because you know, what when we look at men, for, for example, you work with men, right? When we look at men in this day and age and stuff, right? And obviously we look at the suicide rate and mental health and all that kind of stuff. Um, and there's a lot of kind of stuff coming out in terms of like just purpose, right? Just having purpose in life. Do you feel like that may be a big factor in terms of what's happening right now? Do you feel like some men might be kind of losing their purpose and losing their way? 
Yeah, straight up. I think a lot of men were just born without it, to be completely honest. Um, yeah. I think I'm not like anti-society or anything, but out of no fault of our own, if we, I, and I, I preach this a lot, in terms of when I just look at macroeconomics, just like the world, how it works, from when we had the wars to when we are now with jobs and schools, it was like, cool. To get into it, <laughs> this is going to take me a couple of minutes. So essentially right. with, you know, with the wars and stuff and, and before that, before like 1900, 1800s, there's a lot of slavery, right? Just around mm-hmm. like the whole world. So then in terms of factorization in with the wars and how they're happening, like let's give people jobs and give them work so we can like um, produce things and mass produce them over the world and make a lot of money. So essentially it was like, okay, what is a slave do? Because they just want them to do the same thing in a factory all the time, with a computer or whatever it is, the slave do. And then let's compensate them for their work for the least amount as possible that as humane as possible it's going to be the most cost effective so that we can make the most amount of profit and that come down to um and i studied business so we studied a lot of this it was like minimum wage four weeks off a year you know and then you start working for a good business and then they just start getting better benefits and then focusing on culture and xyz and all the other things but it's essentially like um like just compensating for slave labor right yeah necessary at the time because people needed jobs people needed to eat we had all this stuff happening so like i believe it's set up well and then the same times those big companies funded the schools and the governments funded the companies they're all working together so like all right if we get people you know go through the schools and the best people get the best jobs at the schools and and the people who who don't will get the least best jobs um moving forward so they sort of set up the whole schooling systems for that specific reason but now we live in a world and in in the western world where we live we have opportunity everywhere is an overwhelming amount of opportunity but the question is you know what the fuck do i do you know what i mean mm, like yeah. if, I, if i can do anything and make any amount of money and travel the world and do all these things like what do i do and that's finding something to commit to a few thousand no's in your life get you to a few, a couple sacred yeses you can't do and have absolutely everything like you can't but you can have everything that you want but you need to figure out exactly what that is. And through school and the job applications and universities and all these things, it's the 17-year-olds and 15-year-olds, you know, obviously making millions of dollars, making TikTok stuff and streaming and shit. Like, it's crazy. Um, and it's like, you know, you can do it. And, and if they love that, it's like, that's awesome. But the real question is, is like, what do you do? And if you've gone through school and you've gone through everything and you're like, man, I got no idea. I'm just going to do this job like in a, in a trade. Or I'm going to jump into an office. or I'm going to start working for this or this. And it's like, is that, really what you want to do is it taking advantage of your personality of your values and your skills and you know what makes you charge and line up if it's not a hundred percent yes then it's a no you'll never be a hundred percent committed and you're never going to be doing something with excellence 100 percent commitment is a breeze 99 percent commitment is a goddamn bitch and if you're not a hundred percent committed to something right now it's like okay well that's fine and it's a little bit scary to think about but it's like how can you transition out of that to do exactly what you want to do because you will serve the world and the universe so much better if you do do that. And if you don't do that, for example, that's when your health will decrease, your willpower decrease, your energy decreases. You start sleeping with or dating people that are less than you actually want. And then that's depressing because you're not coming up to your full potential. Like the world needs you and it needs people at their full potential. And that comes with figuring out what they most desire. Because when you figure out what you most desire and you take a step towards it, your desire takes a step towards you. And I can explain really quickly like how law of attraction actually works from my own from my own point of view. I believe this to be true and I believe this is how it works. If you're not operating sort of like or committed to finding your 100% and 
working towards what that is, your couple of sacred no's, a uh, couple of sacred yeses that you want to commit to and say, you know, the few thousand, few thousand no's. Like for example, if you wanted to be a world champion bodybuilder, do you know how much shit you got to say no to to get to that? But if you want that more than anything else, then you got to say no to everything else. Like, I mean, that commitment is insane. So if you do figure out what that is and you start moving towards it, then what happens is your mood starts to decrease is your thoughts start to, well, your mood start to enhance, sorry, negative mood decreases, positive mood enhances. You start to feel better. You start to do the right things. Your brain starts to look at, for example, okay, what are the things that I need to do to get there, right? And it starts taking advantage and noticing opportunities. The same way if someone says, oh, look, there's this new white BMW um, out and about on the roads at the moment. And you're like, I haven't even seen that before. And then the next two days, you're like, that white BMW is damn everywhere, right? Now, it's just in your brain and in your thought process in terms of, you know, where is, you know, your brain just recognizes it. So it's going to see it. Mm. Now, this happens with all your thoughts and all your emotions as well, which is insane when you think about it. And this is how law of attraction works. Because if you're doing something that's not 100% incongruent to you, then internally, you know, if you're at a 99%, it's going to be a slippery slope back down because you're like, oh, this isn't what I want to do. I'm confused blah, blah, blah. Now you're just going to start looking at things that you're confused about. Now your brain is just going to start acknowledging more things to serve that intention of, oh, I'm not doing 100%, you know, me. So you are going to choose someone who's, well, maybe this person will do. Then, oh, maybe that'll do. Then your brain is always searching for, maybe that'll do. Maybe that'll do. Oh, I haven't got the willpower. I can't stick to this goddamn diet. I've done it once and I can't stick to it, blah, 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 blah. So now your brain is going to look for excuses and set you up to not stick for it. Um, to not stick to it because you're not, you know, it's of, of course that's going to happen. That's how your brain's going to work because that's the intention there and that's how you're living. And now that's who you are. But if you change, you know, it, and you start making the commitments to exactly what you want to do and everything enhances, now your brain's going to start looking at those things and noticing them and taking advantage of opportunities. So, which is, which is really interesting. And then that's how you start to attract things, not because it's magically coming into your life, but it's because you're moving into the right direction and because of who you are moving in that right direction, you're just going to notice things better. Or you have a thought, oh, maybe I should text this person. This is going to be really good. I haven't thought about this person anyway, but man, I've got this goal for this. And I honestly think they could probably get me there or like, you know, be able to bounce ideas or pull me in the right direction. Send them a message and they sent you something back and you're just like, oh, that's exactly what I need. Oh, hey man, message this guy. They'll figure everything out. Cool. Change your life. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but you're unconsciously looking for it. Which is really important. So I thought I'd just share that because I think that was just- that was awesome, man. There was so much gold there, yeah. And I think it comes down to what we're kind of taking in as well, right? And I always say to clients and stuff, you know, guarding your inputs as well, because when you're the day and age we live in with information and social media and everything, right? I mean, it's a great tool. It's amazing, right? As you say, there's so much more opportunity available in so many different ways with where we're at with the technology era, right? But at the same time, and the information era, right? Got more information available to us than ever before. But when you look at social media, some people, you're you're getting a, an a incorrect, completely distorted version of what like success and happiness is, right? And the stuff you're talking about there, the bottom line is, right? Everything when it comes to building the business, fitness, you know, getting in the shape that we're in, it's actually not rocket science, right? Because a lot of people might listen to this now and the stuff you were saying and go, that is awesome, right? And that makes a lot of sense. But people can feel overwhelmed, like, oh shit, you know, if I'm going to give a 99%. But the reality is, you know, what building the business, for example, right? Even the best people say it's 5% brains and just 95% consistency, right? It's the, same, it's the same as getting in shape. It's just being consistent with the actions. But then you have to have like a bit of a vision. As you say, you just need to know 
what you value in life. Do you value traveling? Do you value freedom? Do you value family? And having your your, your values just kind of written down simply, your top five values or whatever, right, is going to help you push in the right direction. But do you feel like that, you know, in terms of happiness as well, right? You know, I I, the, I had a quote recently by someone that's like, happiness is doing what you love and doing it well, right? I love that because it's really simple, right? And the reality is it's not very complicated and happiness and success is going to be different for everyone. But do you feel like, uh, Corey, nowadays that people have a almost distorted version and a little bit delusional in terms of what true success is and what they actually want? Because everything's glorified as well. It's like you see, you know, especially if we use social media as an example, you see everyone putting their best foot forward. You see the highlight reels. But really, you know, firstly, is that person real and authentic? If they are real and authentic, Behind the scenes, you, it's just boring, right? They're not going to share that on social media because it's just boring stuff that is not going to get any engagement, for example, right? So, yeah, do you feel like people sometimes are kind of delusional when it comes to actually the true meaning of success and happiness because of the day and age we live in, partly? I'd say, well, I think it, it depends, to be completely honest, because yeah. you know there, um, there are definitely like some people who I think have – you know the best success and are so content and satisfied and happy and yeah they work hard and do everything but they've usually done one thing for like 10 years you know what i mean they've the people that i see that have you know if you look at it like with real good success i've picked one thing and then they've stuck with it for a long period of time because they love it um and then everyone else who doesn't is the ones who just try this and that and jump from here to there to there to wherever it is and it's like, well, it's never going to like sort of get there. So I would say yes um, for, I would definitely say the majority, but like, can you have success, you know, and, you know, sort of everything that you want with that? And I would say that's also a yes. <laughs> and that yeah. comes down to what I mentioned beforehand in terms of um, a few thousand no's gets you to a few sacred, sacred yeses is what do you want to commit to? But I also really liked what you mentioned in terms of happiness um, because people think that obviously success will bring you happiness. And you know, I believe that it's um, it's true and it's not true um, in certain ways. I would ask the question and say, well, what is happiness? You know what I mean? <laughs> ask that question. Yeah. That's what- fleeting as well, isn't it? I was going to say that. It's, you know, you can be happy one minute and pissed off the next, right? So it's like <laughs> content. You use the word then. I think content's a better word. Yeah. I think personally. Con- yeah, con- I think content's a good one. But I think the majority of people uh, miss What's the word I'm looking for? They confuse happiness with joy is what they actually confuse. It's like, you know, happiness, I'm not sure 100% what the uh, definition is, but it's something around, you know, um, sort of being content and happy in a state of like, oh, I'm happy. You know what I mean? But I think success, and if people are searching and yearning for that, is it's more of a a joy and a sense of awe. You know, when you look at something and you're like, wow, this is like this becoming sort of feeling. That's like, that is awe. And then joy and proud are the other ones. I, I would say is like oh, I'm feeling so joyful about this. Like yes, I did it. I'm proud of myself. There's like an awe, joy, and pride in something in terms of what success is going to give you, but it's not going to give you happiness. Um, 100 like parts of it. I think like happiness itself comes from an internal state um, of who you are. You know, you love yourself. You love your friends. You love your family. You love what you do. And you're passionate. I mean, how could you not be happy? <laughs> I mean, if yeah, you've got 100%. So I think just like getting really clear and defining that, I think is really important. Yeah, definitely. And you said something there, right? Because it's success and happiness 
really it's how do you want to feel right i think we don't and and, and there's some still stuff we're working on right you know how do you want to feel when you get there right when you achieve whatever you achieve like how do you want to feel you're doing your competition right how are you going to feel after that you're going to feel proud regardless because you're going to leave no stones unturned right and you're going to feel proud of yourself and guess what that's done that experience once again from all the comps you've done and off air he was saying he's probably going to compete till he's 80 (laughs) i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) it's it's uh it's the character building that people kind of don't a lot of a lot of us don't shine a light on enough right it's like what person am i becoming to actually get there or you know when you're making decisions right a good question to ask yourself is like would the person i want to be what would they do what decision would they make here right would they say yes or no to that cake for example right you know what i mean and that that can be it can sometimes be a yes right your self-care is sometimes saying yes um but yeah so happiness, success, challenge, and adversity, right? I wanted to transition into that, right? So we need that, don't we, Corey, right? We need some challenge. We need some <laughs> adversity. And I find, you know, this, we need some comfort as well, though. It seems to me that you have managed to get into a place where I am working on myself, right? Where you're, you're, you're taking your challenges as opportunities, right? But this takes a lot of work, right? Because your emotions get involved when you get a big challenge. You go into that fight or flight state. But you know deep down that actually that's making you better and better and better. How did you manage to to get into that state of mind and, and kind of reinvent yourself? Because even since we touched base in person in 2019, we're both different people, right? So I'm just curious to know how you managed to reinvent yourself and get into that state of mind, man, where you, you love those challenges, you know? You're like, <laughs> give me more, give me more. <laughs> I love it, man. I just love doing hard shit. Um, well, I, I believe, you know, it's the same thing. I, I don't know why it keeps coming back to this podcast, a few thousand no's to a few sacred yeses. I, just I love keep... it. That'll be the title then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's a really good idea. Yeah, yeah. It's a long one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for example, getting into an ice bar for a long period of time is something that's going to cause you to, you know, really have to face yourself and really have to, you know, use long-term discipline in order to stay in something because when you're getting into like a hesitation like jumping before you jump into an ice bath your body doesn't want to get in there you have to get in there and be comfortable in there for a period of time listen to your thoughts listen to your emotions telling you to, to get the hell out of there and then essentially just go oh that's okay i'm not connected to those emotions or thoughts and then get out when i'm ready i believe in a world where we can do and see everything immediately like god damn you get anything so quickly and i get frustrated now if i don't have something right now you know what I mean? i'm like oh if i can't do it now like yeah I'm not going to do it. You know what I mean? Um, but we live in a world where that's happening. So much immediate gratification. So I'm like, well, I need to weigh out the balances somewhere else. So what do I find most rewarding? One thing is obviously doing a bodybuilding show. That's why I believe there's so much respect. Anyone who gets, not even a bodybuilding show, someone who just gets extremely lean um, and has a muscular physique. It's like that takes discipline. And that's something that you know you can't explain to anyone else unless They've competed, especially with the world-class physique. If you look at you, like you have this amazing body, man. It's like there's so much respect for that because it's like that took time, energy, and effort to build and to get into that shape. Holy moly. That's not just your body. That is lessons learned all on the way. If someone wins like, you know, like a, a martial arts tournament or something, you know what I mean? It's like too much hours and energy and effort and thought that went into those and trust with coaches and diet, nutrition, everything like, whoo. So we're also fine is just, you know, for people to easily do that stuff is one thing that we try, try to learn really quickly is learning things. Like, oh my God, when it comes to me having to learn something business-wise, I'm like, oh, I don't want to put the energy into this. I just want to learn it straight away. And it's like, well, why don't I just pay someone um, instead, like work hard 
pay someone to do it for me if I'm not going to have pay the attention for that. I find that really important. But for me, where I where you know uh, I would say my skills and what I bring to the table in terms of value is all of the philosophy and the you know self awareness stuff that I've read, and that's reading a lot of like real hard books that'll take me eight months to finish. You know what I mean? It'll take me eight months of, and I've got pages and pages of notes and I'll write down all the notes, underline everything in the book. And then I'll get a big A4 piece of paper. I guess I'm still halfway. I finished a book uh, a year ago and I'm still writing out notes for it on, on um, I've ripped it out already, but on like a piece of paper like this, I've got a big A3 piece of paper and I'll write down all the notes in there. And once I've finished, summarizing all the notes, then I'll type them all up and then I'll create like a course out of them. <laughs> um, essentially is what I do, but for a really hard, um, you know, philosophical, you know, brain changing sort of book that I find fantastic. And you know, that takes a lot of grit and discipline to do. And I'm, I'm really proud of those things because it's really helped me change myself and then I can help change other people um, learning these really difficult things. Same thing with reading a difficult book, whether it's sitting in ice bath for 10 minutes, whether it's committing to a fitness plan, whether it's entering a marathon competitions, whether it's sitting of a Vipassana or doing something that's going to cause you grit or even meditating. Or for some people, for the high workers out there is going on a holiday and not thinking about work. You know what I mean? Any of those things that you do that's going to test you know, your grit and have a awesome outcome at the end of it in terms of I've committed to something. I've spent the time, the energy and effort, and I've finished it is just going to breed, you know, what you, excellence and character, which comes from like, okay, what challenges do you want to do? Don't worry about a quick one. Like, you know what I mean? I'll just go to like one rock, rock climbing event or something like, I'm going to do too much. Pick something big and, and mm. physical and something that you know is like going to test you. Like, and one of the things is why I chose some of the books, which is really interesting was, is just listening to Jordan Peterson. And I remember him saying, and like, I, I, I will trust that guy because he talks about trust and honesty all the time. And he's always so trust and honest. And I'm like, okay, I love it. And he's, and he's brilliant, making a huge impact on the world. And he was just mentioned, like, he'd say in one of his lectures, he'd say, if you wanted to learn this about yourself or someone else or anything, then you would read this book and analyze it. That will give you all of the answers. And I was like, that is the thing that I most need to learn right now for what I want to create. So I'm going to read Crime and Punishment by Fyodor Dostoevsky. Seven months. <laughs> Seven months. Yeah, but, the, but the real work, though, the real work is when you're actually taking the notes and stuff, right? Because, you know, full transparency, I started doing that for a period. I tend to read before bed. It's like a my part of my bedtime routine. So if I'm writing notes and stuff. So in reality, to do that, I should do it in the daytime and pick something that's going to make you, as you say, more creative and something that's going to really benefit you in terms of your growth right but that's where the work's done right and that's an example there of really putting the work in right taking the time to do it and it goes back to what we were saying 10 years in reality is what you're looking at i think in anything right whether that's you know being a coach for example the ten thousand hour rule or whatever right building a business the reality is as you say you see the really successful people they've just chipped away for 10 years basically doing what they enjoy and they've and they've been smart and they've built a team along the way and everything else right but what you're doing there, you said eight months, right? And making notes and stuff, right? So you feel like that's obviously a very important part of, of the education, right? Because really, you know, knowledge isn't shit. It's potential power, but it's not power unless you, unless you actually utilize it, right? Yeah. 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 yeah so true. And then like, um, and being able to use it and being able to teach it, which is why, you know, um, for example, 
Like as a book that I'm reading at the moment, I like to read one hard book at a time. I haven't read it in four days. That's fine. I haven't had like that sit down times like you before bed. I'm like, I'm not going to read it before bed and take notes. Like that's too hard. Like I'm like too tired. So I'll try to book in and schedule in times where I'm like, cool, I'm actually going to like do this reading and and work on this that I can actually move forward and do it. So yeah, hundred percent. I agree with that. Awesome, man. Awesome. So, mate, we've covered a lot of ground here, right? And I think there's some golden nuggets in this uh, podcast, <laughs> people. But what advice, I like to ask people different questions at the end, but a question I've got for you, mate, is what advice would you give to a younger version of Corey? Let's just say a 19 or 20-year-old Corey, you know, being where you're at now, I'm sure if you could fast forward, you'd be very, very impressed with what you've achieved, where you're at, who, you know, your purpose, who you're helping, the impact you have on the world. What advice would you give to that younger version of yourself, man, 19 or 20 years old? Straight up, I would say learn as much as you can about relationships now and also understand about how emotions work because relationships, I I believe, is one of the most important things um, ever because the testing grounds for learning about yourself, you're showing up, it's like, man, how many people I know go through bodybuilding shows and have a breakup with their partners? It's like, can you try and like, if you can balance between a bodybuilding show and having a healthy relationship with a partner, like you've, you've done it. <laughs> yeah, 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 100%. Yeah, I've done it. And it's the same thing. If you want to build like you know, a crazy business or something, or you just want to like provide for like, um, for your family somehow, or this, you are someone who, you know, values success and growth. And it's like, okay, how achieve what you achieve with your partner. I was on a podcast with Morgan T. Nelson yesterday and he was like, yeah, I say they give advice to everyone. It's like set the intention to make a million dollars and have a healthy relationship. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There we so, go. So I would, done. Yeah. So I'd say to myself, like learn as much as you can about relationships and apply the stuff and then don't be afraid of getting hurt. There was so many times, you know, for me, which I had to learn and it's great because it's the complete opposite of that um, now after integrating it for a period of time. But there was understanding attachments and where I was at in terms of friends, people, girls, whatever it is. I was always so scared of if this thing happens or I don't show up here or whatever this place, or I'm worried about this relationship breaking up. I'm worried about this friendship, like ending or leaving, like, because I'm super extroverted. So I love people and I'm quite empathetic. So I make like awesome connections with people. And for me, I was like fearful of breaking those connections because I'm like, wow, that's going to hurt. Um, and it's, it's, it's going to hurt big time. But understanding that the strongest people are the ones who are willing to get hurt the most. So that's what I'd say to my, say to my younger self is learn about relationships now because I feel like, I feel like I've, pretty, I've pretty well mastered a lot of um, relationship stuff. Obviously, there's rooms to improve, but for where I'm currently at in my life for, in terms of the results that I'm getting, I'm like, what results more do I want? I don't know. But for now, everything is awesome. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So good for that. So I'm really proud of being that. So that's what I believe at the moment. And the other one is just like, yeah, being fearful of getting hurt. Like I'm not scared of getting hurt anymore. I'm like, oh, I can get hurt. And, um, I understand exactly what the process is. I can, and I'm not afraid of it anymore. Like someone could hurt me as, as bad as they could. And I'm like, yep, I'll get through this, cry, throw up, scream, do some, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Uh, take it head on and, and feel it as much as I can. Like I'm here, like we live in life, man. I'd say that to myself as well. We live in life. You're here to feel everything. All we get is feelings before we die. The reason that I compete in bodybuilding competitions is I like the feeling. The reason that I work so hard and try to like help people as much as I can is because I like the feeling. The reason that I eat all the good food and do all the things is like I like the feeling. You know what I mean? Mm. The reason that I try to fall in love as much as I can is in it. And if you want to fall in love as, as deeply as possible, it's so scary because that's like it's vulnerable there. 
but that is a feeling. And I'm like, I want to explore and feel love so deeply to my core that my whole body goddamn shakes. So with that, I have to be vulnerable enough to feel and grieve as hard as possible and be hurt as much as possible and understand like that's a blessing. You know what I mean? So before we die, I want to go to the absolute extremes of love and to the end and just feel, you know, as as much as I can possible. So I say to my younger self, a long way around, don't be afraid of that shit. No, I love that. I love that, man. And I could talk forever to you, man. And when you just mentioned vulnerabilities then it's so important just to be honest and talk. I was talking to our friend Nikki Kasser actually last week on her podcast and we were talking about vulnerabilities and just, you know, especially, you know, men, I think women are generally a lot better at just talking about their vulnerabilities. Don't get me wrong, we all struggle at times with that, but just being able to be vulnerable, be your true self and just stay true to yourself, right? And just be honest, talk about your feelings, you know, and really work on that self-awareness, right? And just not lying to yourself because the bottom line is, we all know when we're lying to ourselves, right? We all know that. We all know we're not stupid, right? We know what we should be doing most of the time, and you can relate that to fitness. Most people kind of know what to do, man. It's just doing it and sometimes having guidance and structure and all the rest of it, man. Um, I wanted to wrap that up quickly with something that just comes to my mind then as well is chips. I heard an analogy recently from what you were saying then with relationship, for example, you get like a finite, imagine you're in a casino, right? You're in a casino, you're gambling, you get 500,000 chips for life, let's say a random number, and you only get that amount for your life. So you're distributing chips, for example, into a relationship. You're putting a lot of chips on that relationship because you believe in it. You know, it's right for you. Say with your partner, you're putting chips into bodybuilding comps because you know it's benefiting you. It's making you feel good. You know, you get a a limited amount of chips, right? So where, what? I'm 35 now. Let's just say I've got, you know, 250,000 chips left. It's my decision in terms of where I want to put those chips, right? What areas of my life do I really want to work on? Uh, Where do I see myself going? Uh, do I want to find love, you know, and be really, really happy there? Do I need to work on relationships? Do I need to work more on, you know, certain things with my health, my spiritual? So you get a finite amount of chips. I like that. Uh, I like that analogy. What do you think of that, mate? I, I kind of butchered it a little bit, but you can see where I'm going. <laughs> uh, I, had a, I had a mentor friend of mine say the same thing about investing. He was like, yeah. well, smartest investors just say like, you know, if you ask the question, if you only had you know, five investments to make, it's like, what would they be? terms of like if you had a card and a hole punch it's like every time you make an investment you've made a hole punch there's only a certain amount of hole punches you can have until that card is you know there's nothing left so i think that's like awesome awesome analogy using with the chips because i think it's more realistic because we've got like five hundred thousand decisions that we can make yeah 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 where do we actually want to make our decisions and it just makes them a little bit heavier Mm. good because you know I think the heavier, the better, because it makes you more aware because it's like, Hey, we're all facing death. <laughs> so every decision that we make is like so powerful. And if we're not making the right ones, you want to hope that it's with the right intention because if it has the right intention, regardless of the decision you make, eventually we'll get to the right decision. I love that, mate. Love that. Yeah. We're always bargaining with our future self, man. Aren't we? The, the beauty <laughs> of life. It's like the, the, the Corey right now, you know what I'm saying? And then there's like the future self, you know what I'm saying? I bet like today you'll have tens of thousands of decisions, especially when you're competing, right? The devil yeah. pops up and it's like, nah, nah, get the devil down, right? <laughs> My future self life. doesn't want that. Yeah. I don't want to be on stage looking a little bit, you know, off, you know what I'm saying? So I got to, I got to get rid I got to, I got to, you know, f- focus on the future, Corey. Mate, where can everyone find you, man? Oh, thanks so much, man. So everyone can find me in uh, Corey Batwell. Whoa, maybe my mic's just turned off a little bit. Can you still hear me? Yep. Yep. Yep, sweet. So essentially, you can find me at Corey Batwell, C O R E Y 
B-O-U-T-W-E-L-L on Instagram. I have my own podcast. Martin's been on there. Corey Boutwell podcast on all platforms. And I have the website, coreyboutwell.com. Obviously, the program that I run is called um, Overcome the Chaos. That's where all our programs are run through. We sort of made that the business. It's Overcome the Chaos educational programs for men. We have an Instagram, Overcome the Chaos. You can go see a whole bunch of the stuff there. And if you're interested in any of the stuff that I offer or the coaching or techniques or anything like that, you can head into my Instagram bio and head into the link tree there. We've got a whole bunch of resources. We've got masterclasses available. There's Overcome the Chaos courses available. We've got you know, networking things happening. There's uh, different tools. I've got one-on-one coaching packages available at the moment. So if you're listening to it at the end of 2022, like it's available, it may not be afterwards. Um, so yeah, and we've got a whole range of coaches to jumping on and, and doing stuff. So if people are interested in any sort of coaching, we can connect you with some of them too, which has been absolutely amazing and a blessing to have. So yeah. Thanks for letting me share. Awesome, bro. I'll get those links and add them into the show notes for everyone anyway, man. Thanks a lot for your time, bro. Really enjoyed that. Thank you, Martin. Absolute pleasure as always. Got to love chatting to you. You too, man.